Welcome to the Bike Tour Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski, and I interview bike tourists from around the world to bring you stories of their adventures and experiences. These are people who get out there and leave the comfort zone of the typical 9 to 5 to embark on ambitious adventures and take on challenges that most people can only dream about. If you like what you hear today, please share this podcast with other bike tours you know, or anyone else you think may be interested. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at info at biketouradventures.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at Bike Tour Adventures. This is episode three of Bike Tour Adventures, and today I'm with Pablo and Guillaume, also known as Mi Pie, Mi Me, which translates to half feet, half hands. These young French guys left France in March 2018 and have cycled to Southeast Asia on a tandem bike. But their story is unusual because they've been riding on a tandem bike that's been modified to accommodate people with limitations. Today, they will share some of their experiences and show you that nothing is impossible. Pablo, Guillaume, welcome to the show. Thanks. All right. Well, let's uh, begin by talking about some of the statistics on your bike tour so far. Uh, How many kilometers have you guys cycled? 14,609 kilometers. Could you be more accurate, please? Point. Point, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have to add like 4.9 to come here, plus uh, maybe one kilometer we have them in the gym. So <laughs> 14,613. 15.6. You should be a math teacher in grade three. <laughs> uh, if you want to work here, you can take my job. <laughs> and how many countries have you cycled through? Uh, 20. 20 that, countries. Can yeah. you list them? Yeah, uh, I have a map in front of me, so it's easy. Um, <laughs> so France, uh, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, Slovakia, Hungary, uh, Serbia, Romania, Bulgaria, Greece, Turkey, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Iran, United Emirates. Uh, I never Emirates. I, I yeah, can't Emirates. Say fucking country. Uh, then, India. Then India. Singapore. Then Singapore. So you flew from the Emirates to yeah yes. to India and flew from India uh, to Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, and the following events. We'll Do you want to know them? Yeah, sure. You can talk <laughs> right now. Why not? And then it will be Vietnam, Laos, and uh, and Thailand at the end. Bangkok. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And uh, how is the cycling in Iran? Because, you know, a lot of people want to go to Iran mm. and it tends yeah. to be only you wonderful Europeans that have good it's, you don't political have, relationships with the Iranian government. And exactly. You don't have any camera, but thumbs up. Very <laughs> it's good, very huh? nice. My wife's from Iran, so I've been there a few oh, times. Oh, yeah. from what city? She's from outside Tehran. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah but her family's originally from Shiraz. So. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm planning a bike trip maybe in the next few years through Iran. You can as a Canadian? No, I have a visa. I have a wife. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I'm stupid. Okay. It's (laughs) it's a really nice country. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. That's cool. Although I get put on a lot of weight every time I go there because the food is... That's why you have to cycle there. (laughs) How far do you usually ride in a day? It really depends. Between 60 and 80 kilometers per day. But it can be, at the beginning it was more like... 80? Like more 80, but the more we go forward, the more we, the, the, the less we, we cycle per day. Because yeah, we arrive in Iran and we have this three months visa. And so we decide to do less, 
to maybe enjoy more because we heard about this country. Everybody was saying, yeah, it's beautiful. People are really nice. You can camp everywhere. Everybody will invite you to his home and everything. So we decided, okay, let's just do less so we can stay three months and do the way more. we want to do it. And yeah, so at this point, I think we was doing like 60 kilometers per day. And after we stay at this 60 kilometers because we don't need to do more. But in fact, like this question is just to answer it frankly now is just that we don't say we do 60 or 80 or 70. We do whatever we want to whatever do. Whatever you feel like. Because we had, we have no rush, just the visa time. Yeah. But after we don't care. Your limit is the length yeah. of the visa. Yeah? yeah. That's good. All right. And traditionally camping, warm showers, hotels, how do you stay? It really all depends compared to the, if we take uh, the, the budget that we have. Uh, uh, so we have five euro for two per day to eat and two euro theoretically to, um, to, to sleep to sleep but we don't use those euros so if we sleep uh, in hostels in big cities it can happen uh, we can afford it but most of the time we use uh, so we are in Phnom Penh now and we, we use warm shower yeah. but most of the time we camp Europe was more like couch I think warm shower and some wild camping Turkey it was like petrol station basically Iran it was like uh knocking at the door of people or going to mosque, Azerbaijan the same. India, it was more like wild camping. South India. Yeah. South India, yes. And like here in Asia, it's in, uh, Malaysia was more wild camping, I will say, and warm shower and mosque. And since we enter in Thailand, Cambodia, it's more temple. The pagodas, yeah. Yeah. It's very easy. They're really nice. I've stayed in a couple. Yeah, the monks are really, really funny guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun. And you yeah. find like Cambodians will just like, because a lot of them are not comfortable speaking English and mm -hmm. they'll just stand there and look at you and sit on their motorbike and yeah, yeah. stare at you for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we, we got used to it in, in Iran, then India, and then Malaysia, and then Thailand. So it's okay. I thought, uh, I thought about doing a bike tour across Iran just to help learn Farsi more. Yeah, because, Farsi uh, is a really, really cool language to learn. And you, you know French, yeah. so it's still There's a lot of really words, easier yeah. to, to, to learn. Pyjama. Pyjama. Rochemazé. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many beautiful words and beautiful like accents in all the, mm -hmm. the country. How do you... Uh, so I, you did mention your finances. I was going to say, how do you manage your finances when you're traveling, when you're traveling friends? Because, so, yeah. you know, did you just pool your money together or did so, you say... The, fa the first fact was to do like a world over two and a half year. And so all the money we put on the side and the sponsor, everything was everything was going together. So all our money. So we decided at the beginning to say, okay, all our money is together. So... For the food, we have five euros, so we have like a That's common total, or is each total, total, and so we have like a common account, like a web a web uh, share bank, account. yeah, share account. We're on a web bank, so we don't pay any fee when we uh -huh. pay with credit card and everything. But now we change a bit our way, so now we'll stop. Like in three months, we are more like looking. Okay, if you want to drink a beer now, you pay with your money. But if we are eating together, we still pay with the money of our 
of our sponsor. So basically, the first thing was to put everything together and we will use everything. But now we change a bit, it's a bit different. Okay. But you have to be ready to not do crazy expenses. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. to, 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 to be on the same tone, like, uh, oh, I want a beer now, I want a this now, oh, I want this cake, it's so beautiful, or whatever, like, yeah. there's none of that. Like, you, you need to focus on eating to, to feed you, to feed yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't be saying, let's go out for Western breakfast. Yeah, like just continental one or stuff like this. Mostly it's rice. And we are always doing like a round with all the restaurant and choose the one who paid less. <laughs> okay, you say three dollars, two dollars, one fifty. Okay, we go to one fifty. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to if you're doing a big tour. Yeah. I think a, a friend of mine said it well. He says you can either do a a long tour and live cheaply, or do a short tour and live expensive. Yeah, yeah of like course. You have to make that decision. Of oh, you are fucking rich. <laughs> or, or just be but rich. you don't ride the bicycle. <laughs> yeah, if you're rich, you probably don't ride a bicycle. Uh, maybe you're right. You have somebody carrying your bags <laughs> for you at least. Yeah, yeah at least. <laughs> oh, we met two girls who was doing this. Yeah. It was in, in India. India. Uh, and a Canadian girl and an American girl in India. Mm. They was riding this fancy bike and there was a guy with a car following them. Mm. And when they want to stop, just put the bike in the car and they go to the hostel. But ah. they could they could, like, could have been like an organized tour because sometimes yeah, yeah it was kind, kind of it's kind of like this yeah it was not it was not a slave in a car like yeah. <laughs> following them but like and there's someone who already knows the path because I've seen these tours like I, I could mention the company name but I won't but I, I see there they okay. have, it's a good idea I mean they have tours they set up 14 days or 28 yeah, days yeah. in Vietnam From Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh, and you have like, and everything a chase car. is planned. Yeah, if you get mm. tired, you put your bike in the car and you climb in. And mm -hmm. it's, it's good, but I mean, yeah, but it's not it adventure. Depends what you want. Exactly, like if you want to be complete autonomy, uh, it's not the good thing to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, the next thing I want to talk about today are challenges you've had to overcome in order to do this world tour. <laughs> As I understand it, you guys are not just your average cyclist, but have had significant challenges come up while planning your trip. Um, you're also not using a regular bike, but a specially designed bike. So could you tell us about these difficulties, how you overcame them, and about the bike? So, yeah, um, at first we started to organize uh, for a trip with two different bicycles. So I was already, already had I already had the bicycle from my previous trip. Uh, this uh, this bicycle with a, a touring bicycle, and uh, so I was uh, riding my bike as a bike messenger in France for two years. And at the end of those two years, there was uh, there was I, I started to feel uh, pain in my knee. I saw a lot of doctors. I saw a lot of uh, surgeons. Uh, Some said that it was early osteoarthritis and some others said like stop doing bicycle you are just ruining your knee and your knee is not made for it like you're not made for um, heavy bicycle activities okay. and so from there we were a bit like oh okay so we want to do a world tour but we don't like have we cannot like cycle a lot so that's that's a problem uh, so we had to find a solution because two bicycle was not an option anymore mm -hmm. it was not possible so we found this 
tandem uh, someone mentioned it in a festival bicycle festival so we went online and look at, looked at it and and uh, eventually we had the opportunity to to try it and so yeah we try, tried it and then we were like really excited because it was really nice but we tried it without any luggage and so when we started the trip it was with like 45 kilos of luggages and we were like fuck this is heavy like is it going to really happen or are we going to just start and just stop because it's too heavy but no eventually it worked and uh and yeah so we are here now so it's a matter of building the momentum um once you get up and going and then it's probably okay to keep going it's yeah. just getting it started right yeah there's something at the beginning where you're like fuck first day is <laughs> like Uh, okay, you can let's still see go tomorrow. Back. <laughs> and the next day, okay, it's better. Let's see tomorrow. Mm. So when these arthritis problems came up, how far into the planning were you guys? So the path was already here. We know what we need. Mm -hmm. I think it was one year before the start. So we so already been saving, and you had yeah, yeah, we have yeah, yeah. the money. We saved like five years before to start, so we already have. A huge amount of money. We already have some stuff. We already have checklists for everything, the path and everything. So I think it was for me buying a bike, and I'm really happy that's happened before I buy a bike <laughs> because it will be like fucking. Yeah, yeah. I've got the bike, but now I have to sell it. But yeah, no, it was maybe like 80% of the project were already here, and so yeah, it was already well advanced. Tell us about the bike itself um, that you found. I know it's quite expensive, it's a but tandem with design normally for so two people riding with the feet. So the guy at the back with the feet, and the guy at the front is like sit on the. It's, a, set. it's like a recumbent, sit. right, for the front guy. Yes, yes. yes. and he's pedaling with the feet, so he can do what he wants with the hand. He can draw, write, read a, bite, a book, or typing on his computer. But there's like an option at the front to change. Um, Pedali, pedals, pedals for all your handles. Handles, like a hand crank, maybe. I don't know what you would call I, it. Yeah, we say we just mandalier in French, but I don't know hand crank. I don't. Know, I don't know what you would call it, but uh, yeah. So it's essentially it's it's a hand operated system where both hands are in unison, yes, right? So exactly. Unlike a pedal, yeah, it's where synchronized. It's synchronized. Yeah. Synchronized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's synchronized because if you don't have it synchronized, uh, you cannot pull. You cannot take full uh, support from your bike from your from your back when you're riding the bike. It's uh, like that makes sense actually because if you have it, then you can yeah, take your back. exactly like musculation, uh, like a rowing machine. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <coughs> oh, cool! Mm -hmm. And where is the bike from? Or Germany. what kind of bike is it? Germany. It's a hey, quite his bike, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, his bike is a company who. Um, Who specialized in the um, in the tandem for traveling? So most of the time, people go with their kids or their wife on those types of tandems, and they have this bicycle which is not very known in their like palette of bicycles, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great bike. The the only problem of the bike is the cost because it's uh, adapted to lower bodies disability but uh, it's like too expensive like really like too expensive are for you, anyone are you open to say the price 
Yeah, like it's like almost eight thousand euros. It's oh, it's the, higher than I thought. I was thinking like five thousand, but no, eight thousand. No, no, but just uh, with the, uh, with the just the thing for the end, it's thousand five hundred euros. Okay. Just this, just this part with like including five the people. leg rests. No, no, uh, yeah, just like that complete attachment. I don't yeah. even know. That's uh, a lot. Still, that's a lot. Yeah, and if you are disabled, like, you cannot pay it because I you mean, have other costs to pay. You could. You have to be a rich, disabled person to to buy yourself mm. a tandem like this, and uh, and uh, but still, it's good material. It's aluminium frame. We broke the bicycle once, but I mean, <laughs> it's still no. I mean, it's still, we are here now, so we managed to do something yeah. out of it. Where where did you break? How did it break? It broke in, in India. India. Mm. Oh, because of Guillaume's ass. Whereabouts? What broke? Uh, under your seat. The top two. No, no, like uh, the the tube oh, from the seat to the pedal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. it broke like this, and in the middle of the downhill, and you feel like a bit shitty in the middle of nowhere with this broken bicycle, and just look at each other like. And it's big. What and it's, the fuck? And it's big and it's broken, and it's and never it's <laughs> fucking expensive. What the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing now? There is nothing around. Because Guillaume was feeling something with his ass, and he started to to move his ass. Because he felt like something was wrong with the bicycle, and then it cracked. But I mean, it's normal. Like, it was already yeah. Yeah, there was, was something. Really I was feeling like the tire was flat, but mm. then to see it, I just moved my ass. So if it's so the wheel is doing like this, you know, like rolling on the yeah. left, right, left, right. Yeah. Yeah. You you feel it when it's tire. I was feeling a bit so, and I looked nothing. And we really like yeah, we really looked at each other like oh, it's like. 37 degrees we are really in the middle of this road and like we we will die on this road no but i mean we were like this is the end kind of yeah what do we do and How then do we fix this okay so problem solution okay no uh, one wants to make us hitchhike so we'll we take took a like tuk tuk to uh, yeah. to go to the border of the state and then to go to the train station and then wait 24 hours at a train station in India to, to go to Pondicherry on a 17 hour train oh, and wow. then like but eventually it's like it worked out how did it get fixed? we find one month and a half later a month and a half to yeah, find yeah, a way to weld because them? the fact we have to wait it was before like the, the Christmas uh, holidays and we have oh just after in, in the Christmas holidays yeah. so we have to wait that the brain say okay you can weld it because the frame was under warranty so we didn't want to touch the frame before they say okay it's, there's a problem uh-huh. so we will send you a new one so basically we have to wait like one and a half week to have an answer and they shipped you a new one yeah yeah but to France because we have other story with UPS and everything sending something to India who's stuck in the custom and is still mm-hmm. in the custom now four months after so yeah. we decide to send it to France but yeah so we have to wait for this and so during this I say okay let's do something because we will not wait like until one half week so we went to see some friend and after they say yeah you can weld it but in fact in India uh, to find something it's they say, all Indians will say, yes, you can, yes, I can, I can. And you arrive to the welder and you don't have no clue he what you will do. Says, That's do. I can't weld that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have TIG, but he, he show you like the normal welding. Say, no, it's not this because it's aluminum. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. So, no, it's not okay, it's not this. So to find someone who has a proper material, it took like 
like in Pondiché, we, we was looking for two or three days and we just decided at one point, say, okay, let's just leave the bike. Because we were in middle-sized city for a while, like in in, in Moudbidri, in Pondichéry, which is still big, but we haven't found it in Pondichéry. And we did not want it to lose our visa time in India by searching. We wanted to travel. So yeah. we took the of bike, course. leave it in Pondichéry in a safe place, and we just um, find some um, backpacks on couchsurfing just asking people and we we got some backpacks we had a friend uh, that we met in turkey georgia iran uh, multiple times and we met him again in india and we hitchhiked in south india and it was like just great but we we had to accept that for the time being we we, cannot repair it yeah we could not repair it and we know we knew that we will find someone in the city where we took the, the plane from India to Singapore so we mm. just decided okay let's fuck it and just arrive a bit earlier before our plane and we, we will be sure because he sent some message some someone who said yeah I can do mm. it and <laughs> in fact it was a guy who was speaking English it. so it because everybody you go they don't speak English right. they just speak in Hindi and so you say okay Hindi but we cannot we cannot explain and <laughs> this guy was able to speak with us and to Yeah, yeah, if we was confidence, confidence, confidence. Yeah, confidence women say, okay, he can do it and can explain and he would say, okay, I will do this because it's like this. this, this. Yeah. So if we he, feel it. If you listen to this podcast, we have to say thank you. Thank you, dude, because the bike is still working now. So really, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we good. look like in the same. And you so actually you have another bike in France now or you didn't have the sentiment? So the bike is uh, kind of foldable. So we had the back part naked like without the cables the gear system that's anything like that anything just naked uh, frame in in france waiting for us and if we break it on the last three months that we have in southeast asia we still can have fit spot here ah, okay so that's the plan but we will not break it Touch it will hold it will survive it will survive hey hey awesome how did you afford the bike Uh, so, as we said, it's like, yeah, close to 8,000. Uh, our sponsor is giving us like 90% of the cost of the bicycle. And I guess the question was more like, uh, how, why do you have money since you are so young? Yeah, well, that, I guess that would be it. Yeah, how did you yeah. afford the bike? So I guess you had a sponsor. Yeah, it was. We, we knew that it would cost 8,000 euro. It was not in our budget. Yeah. And so we say, shit, we have to find a way. And we, by chance, we have a contact say, yeah, my company is looking for some project to sponsor it. So just send mm-hmm. like your, your, your folder with everything. And so we send it and we also send it to like maybe 10 or 20 other company. And so they say, yeah, we can do it. And. So I was really happy. And, and they made you the jerseys as well and all that? Yeah, they pay for it. Nice. That's <laughs> actually, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they, now they have holes inside and it's, it doesn't look really... Anyway. Oh, well, that's yeah. all right. Handling a big bike like that, I mean, I guess it's not just shipping. It's not just transporting it between countries, but going up big hills, <laughs> carrying 45 kilos of luggage <laughs> plus two humans... And um, going up mountains, how do you do it? Uh, Sometimes we don't. It means that 
uh, it can mean that sometimes we just don't take a road because there's too much mountains, but still we did a lot of mountains on, on the way. And sometimes we don't means uh, that we push and uh, we develop some techniques uh, to push the bike because uh, someone has to steer the bike when you push right. it. Uh, and the other guy cannot steer the bike in the same time because it doesn't make sense. So we found a solution where it looks like uh, the guy at the front has ropes uh, tied uh, around his waist waist and uh, and uh, who are attached to the hand uh, okay. thing and the guy at the back is steering and it looks like kind of a new sport horse crossfit it's a harness thing <laughs> yeah yeah kind of and so sometimes we do like this we did this in iran in turkey like uh, for in iran we did it for 24 kilometers straight where is this going nor in the north yeah Yeah, it was in the north. Uh, when was crossing the, the mountain between the sea and and the, the desert? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The big mountains were Damaran. Yeah, Damaran. Yeah. yeah, we took yeah. two days to do like 37 kilometers, mm. just pushing and doing like 3,000 meter climb. It was hard. Yeah. It's hot a lot. But so <laughs> that's why I stopped for kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit, and uh, so yeah. Sometimes it's like this, but also, uh, yeah, I guess Guillaume. Or sometimes just the... one is pedaling when the other one is walking next. It depends how long is depends the climb. How, how hard it is. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's hard or not, we just feel it and after we, we, we adapt. We adapt it. But, but yeah, it's never written how it will end up. But we always try not to take so really hilly road because. We are not here to just push for days and days. And also, if uh, Guillaume, I guess, can explain this, like it's really not the same to ride a bike like this, like a tandem with a lot of weight at the front. Oh, yeah. Like you have to to take care of the person who's at the front, and you have to take care of the road, and you have to take care of kind of everything when you are, when you are the guy who's pedaling at the back and steering and doing the gears yeah. and braking it's not the same as to ride a normal bicycle are there any other challenges to riding tandem bikes on a long tour i guess hills anything else yes when you are friend and you are living on the tandem or riding a tandem all the day you are sleeping in the same tent you are eating together so basically you are living 24 hours every day For one year, it can be a bit hard. We will say, like, even if you are with your girlfriend at home, at one point you go to work, so mm -hmm. you are not 24 hours. So it's hard to be like no privacy, no, 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 no moment for you. You are always together, and so you are a bit stick with these people and this person, sorry, and you cannot. You cannot have your own life, so you have to live together. But it, yeah, you yeah, at one point tent, you have the same bike. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to find moments to release the pressure because it's as you said, it's not it's not a couple. Yeah. So you cannot release. Uh, you can release the pressure, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's 
it's complicated. No, I think stops like here, like Phnom Penh, it gives you a chance to just exactly go do your own thing. If you want to hit up a cafe and yeah. use your side budget and just drink some coffee all day totally. and yeah. just write on your blog or whatever, yeah, or just to also like just to meet people without being with some with 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 not having this uh, second personality who kind of defines you in a way because it completes you in the on this trip but yeah. also not like it's it's hard to keep his uh individuality intact and uh, and yeah it's this is hard sometimes yeah. but on the tandem like this what is hard yeah ill of course <laughs> Um, and yeah, you have also the thing that you are two on the bicycle and both are thinking differently. So for one thing, someone has an idea, for another one, another, another idea. Uh, and sometimes it makes like this, yeah, every, this like... Everything is a matter of discussion. Yeah. Since the, the thing you would go without saying thing when you are alone has to be like... Uh, and when you are alone, you can do what you want. You don't have to discuss right. with someone. You don't have to, to don't make have to compromise or some. And but now you have to do it. And even if you think something or you. Before continuing on with the podcast, I just want to thank some of the Bike Tour Adventures sponsors. Bike Tour Adventures is proudly sponsored by Redshift Sports. Founded in 2013 by a team of mechanical engineers who happen to be avid cyclists, they've been focused on creating components that make a meaningful difference to the riding experience, such as the switch aero system, the shock stop suspension system, and the kitchen sink handlebar system. I've been using the dual position seat posts paired with the shock stop stem since 2020 and have nothing but great things to say about their products. Use the checkout code BTA15 on their website to save 15%. Beginning in 2010 with environmental sustainability as a main focal point, Restrap has been in the bag making business for quite some time. Having used a race bag since 2021, I find their holster system and magnetic buckles to be extremely effective and truly unique. Use the checkout code BTAPOD10 to save 10% at checkout. Lastly, named after the animal that roams the Tibetan plateau, Chiru Endurance Bikes was started by Pierre Arnaud Le Magnin in 2009. After noticing the lack of endurance bikes on the market, Pierre used his expertise, know-how, and racing experience to create high-end carbon fiber and titanium bikes for the discerning rider and racer. Thanks, and back to the podcast. You always have to add something, and it's sometimes it's really hard, and yeah. There's a mental charge on this but who is good sure. too it's because we're asking, too, what is the what is the good things about but traveling also and because we're on the same back and the same and one point you have to deal okay we put everything bad on the side we have to go forward so just go on the bike and let throw the thing we so, don't care about yeah. it so let's go and What's continue our journey about riding a tandem so i can make fun of his beer beard uh, every day non-stop like, and people yeah. are making joke about him riding with hand when you're <laughs> in a big city looking ah, what he's doing he's look like a stupid Until guy he gets off the bike and chases him and exactly <laughs> <he's> like, oh! <laughs> yeah but no uh, i mean what's good is that we are like physically i do feel stronger in terms of um, uh, when you're facing something difficult to do if you're more than just one You still, you always feel stronger in front of a mountain when you're 
two persons, you know, like you just... Neither of you wants to give up, right? So you're yeah, like, Let's there's also it. this. Yeah, yeah, there's also this. And it's like mentally and physically, it works. And also, it's helped a lot, for example, to find a place to sleep or something like this, uh, or to speak with people because you arrive with this huge bag who look like a fucking car, truck, they mm -hmm. don't know what is it. So people are coming to speak with you and to touch it, to see how it's work and everything. So it makes the contact easier. So it's an icebreaker. Yeah. 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 Because nobody has seen something like this in some country, in Cambodia or something. <clears throat> and even, even in France, like as yeah. we were saying before, maybe it's the first time that people are doing this. Uh, in the world like with this particular tandem so I, I don't know of anybody else so that's why yeah. I wanted you on the podcast I thought it was we, such a really interesting we never, story never looked uh, never looked I never saw anyone do this kind of stuff with this bicycle and I guess it's because it's a stupid idea <laughs> don't do it's, it yeah, it's a stupid <laughs> don't idea. do it at home or just really, don't yeah. take any luggage <laughs> <laughs> or go I with your mean, wife go with your wife please yeah it's really a, a cool icebreaker to, to just arrive and people look at you like you're like encounter of the third type and, and yeah. just like how old are you guys by the way I didn't ask 26 26 okay so. and you 39 no way, no I was saying 32. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I just turned 39 about a week ago. So. Ah, <coughs> birthday. I first saw Haste Bikes actually in uh, a blog. And it was a, a family, a Canadian family living in the Netherlands. I think they go by the Traveling 2, if I remember correctly. There's a website. And they had folding bikes. And then once the kids were getting too big and the kids didn't want to sit on the back of a bike anymore, they went and bought one of these for the oldest kid. So the oldest son was about six, I think, at the time. We'd sit in the front, and they had the adjustable pedal system. Mm -hmm. He could pedal as much as he wants and then rest, and dad would keep pedaling. Mm. And the younger child was on the back. And then I think the wife had another bike with uh, a wagon and stuff for all the stuff they needed. Yeah, so I mean, that was a, it's a good system. Yeah, the, the bike itself is just brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's big, but it's brilliant. It, it really... Um, uh, solve the, the problem of the kid who's too tired but you have like when the, the family wants to continue like if he wants to rest he rests and if it really solved this problem after uh, I, I, I don't know if I as a family father person person <laughs> like I don't have any kids but like I don't picture myself traveling with kids I to do. be honest you do? yeah yeah. I told my wife I said I'm a teacher so I have big summer holidays, and I said, so, "Don't, yeah. don't you, expect me to sit at home." Also, thirty-nine. So, <laughs> yeah. so I guess yeah. you, you can. But I just look at the logistic of the thing. Like, like I'm okay to be dirty, like to be to whatever, like you know, to just smell like dust all day and be okay with it. But I mean, like with some childrens, I don't, I don't, I cannot picture it in an e easy way. Yeah, but you are, you are traveling differently as we are doing it. Maybe yeah. you go more this would be, to this would be traveling through Europe, camping and camping in campgrounds, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You um, find wild camping maybe a bit, but probably mostly pay for camping because yeah, because mm. we sleep like in place. I think you will never sleep with a kid. Yeah, because it's <laughs> and I didn't think of the logistics uh, that much. So mm. maybe you're 26, but way smarter than me. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, no, no. It's completely doable. Like I mean, there's a lot of families traveling like this. I just always wonder how it could like. Stay you, fun. You don't have five euro budget per day. 
yeah there's also this this. is the point but i mean yeah 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 what are your plans coming up? I know that you're having a little break from each other in the not too distant future. Oh yeah. So, so we decided man, now like one and a half months ago to finish uh, South Asia. So so now we we go to Vietnam, Laos, go back to Bangkok, take a plane to France because we have a, a wedding. And normally we're supposed to go to USA and after also North America, South America. But we decided like one and a half months ago to just stop in French. For, yeah, to be clear, for, like to, to stop mi pied mi main. Yeah, to, to stop traveling with this bicycle because it's, as we say, it's hard and it's take a lot of you, a lot of your effort, a lot of your energy and everything. And we didn't feel to do it for like one more years like this uh, and we still want to be friends in one year so <laughs> we we say okay let's stop like this and maybe find another way so we will go to France we will walk a bit to to earn some money and after me I will buy a new bike and go to North America and South America to my trip and Pablo will do his own trip also yeah I will um I will not uh, do any trip. I will go North, North America, try to go with the boat. Um, like down uh, the Mississippi or something? No, no, like from uh, France to North America with a boat. But uh, it's like 80% sure. But I have like these contacts who can take me on a boat. Since yeah, I've heard of contacts that you can go from like Central America to Europe and stuff. Um, yeah, well, it would be just the opposite. So yeah. during the winter with the good winds. And to arrive in the United States and to go all the way to South America only by uh, land, uh, hitchhiking and walking. So it would be hitchhiking and walking in like a um, nice area to, to walk, mm -hmm. I guess. So tracks and stuff like this. But yeah, that's so basically we are doing kind of the same thing, but with different um, modes of transport. Modes of, yeah. of transport, yeah. I think, yeah, the, exactly. the tandem bicycle going over the Andes would be... Really um, interesting, but really hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Four thousand meter. Yeah, I think it would be <laughs> hard. And also, since we decide to do it like this, it's I think for me a bit easier to ride because I was questioning me how we can do like one and a half more year, where, uh, and asking a lot of questions. Now we know we are going doing like this. It's more easier. It's like we less pressure. Less mm. it's. So, we see the end of it, kind yeah. of. When we were before, we were like, okay, so not seeing the end of it, like being in like one and a half more year or maybe two or maybe three more years like that because we did not even know our way in America, what it will be. Yeah. It was really complicated to look forward with envy, you know, we are not because a we, we had, yeah, there's also this, we, we had to fix one point on the horizon. To, right. And because you want to do your life with this person, but I love him, but I don't want to, <laughs> to, to live with for the rest of my life. So I, you have to make a, a end line. And I think, okay. I think you said it really well saying, you know, if going the next year and a half could put the friendship on the line. So in some ways it's just better to, yeah. To say we've had a really good run. Yeah, and 
But and, I think uh, after 17 months with this bicycle, everybody can ah, you didn't have done all what you have said. So yeah, fuck <laughs> you, take this back, do two days and come back and say <laughs> yeah. me if you want to do 17 months. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. done a lot. It's, uh, I, we can see it now after 14 months. We are here fucking. It's, as I said before, like some people, didn't see us doing like two, three days, even 10,000 kilometers. And now we have done 14,600 14, kilometers. Amazing. I can't say, I don't care about what people do. We are happy with what we have done. We have done some beautiful things. Um, we met amazing people. We saw a lot of country. We saw so many things. And as you say, with this bicycle, I think we are the first one to do it. So. I have nothing to regret if we stop after four. It's your tour. It's not somebody yeah, else's tour. Yeah. Right? I don't you don't do answer it. to anybody. I don't do it for my other. friend. Yeah. For, we are doing it for us. Yeah. I've never done a long, long tour. I think the longest was seven weeks in Indonesia. I just don't have the time. I'm a teacher. I work. Um, never been in the situation where I could just drop it all. Or I've never let myself be in that situation. Mm. Maybe I will one day. <laughs> Sima, please. Um, <clears throat> still trying to convince my wife. Um, but I'm planning short trips and I mean, you just do what you can. And if when the time's right, you mm. say it, it's done or you say you get going, whatever it is. A couple last questions. Looking back on all this, are there any regrets? Taking this bike? <laughs> this <laughs> no. bike? As good as the bike is, taking it? No, because if we don't take this bike, it don't do its trip. So. And there's a fast. For me, when I'm looking at it, um, it looking at what you said like taking this bike uh, there's as much as plus as there is minus so like this bike allowed us to to talk about a really like important thing in areas that where handicap is completely stigmatized stigmatized but not uh, I don't even talk about uh, uh, conferences that we did like just to to show up with a bike like this, with a guy not moving his legs and just saying like, yeah, dude, I'm coming from France, just like with the force of the arms, just to, to have this sparkle in the mind of people who maybe uh, are not sensitized about uh, handicaps. Mm -hmm. It was really something good, I think, to do. Also, uh, no, I mean, do I have some regrets? No, and you cannot have regrets. It's... I Maybe think like to take one last spoon of like uh, Iranian rice or stuff like this with like khorma sabzi or something like that. Khorma sabzi is oh, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. But I will come back to Iran. I will come back to a lot of different places. But no no regrets. regrets. No, it's we have done what we always have done what we want to do, and when we have problems, we always solve it. We don't have bad memory until now. We just have great moments. Uh, what is the most memorable moment? The one that you'll never forget, if there is one. Something we can say in the podcast. <laughs> For me, I was thinking about when we arrived in um, Damran in Iran, and there was a uh, we we were sleeping in a, a place of a teacher, and the teacher was teaching like twenty five kilometers from here in the mountains, and we went there. Please, it's not Damron. It's the city we go next, but it is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Sorry, Galuga. Galuga. And um, and so we went there to the school, and uh, there was like five children in the classroom. The middle of nowhere in the mountain, like in a small village. Really? Yeah? And um, so we went there. He showed us the classroom, show us uh, the classrooms and stuff like this. 
And at some point we looked on the wall and there was like a sign saying down with USA uh, with a lot of dust on it, but still really uh, obvious. It was there. It was obvious. And so a bit like uh, naive, I was like, uh, yeah, what is this? And, he's, and he looked at me like a bit like uh, uh, confused. confused, like, yeah, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry, it's nothing, blah, blah, blah. So the next day we take the breakfast at his uh, house with his daughter, son and uh, wife who were like really, really, really nice, nice persons. And uh, he's coming there and he sits and he said, hey, Guillaume Pablo. And he took like the poster, really old poster, like completely dry and full of dust. And he, and he said, look, and he took the poster in his hands and he break it in his hand and he, he said like, we love everybody. There's no down with USA. This, this is bullshit. Oh, that's an amazing. And, he's, and he was really, really proud to do this in yeah. front of us. And you know, if someone in Iran <laughs> know it, it could be like really bad for him. It could be really. I don't think yeah. that would really lead to any problems, but you never know. No, yeah, no, no. But so many things that. It was yeah. really a powerful moment to say, okay, because before to go to Iran, you always heard all this. Uh, newspaper thing, yeah. And, and now, even media, now, with yeah. Donald Trump, who just do shit, and with this democratic uh, dictature of Iran, you always say, ah, terrorists are a thing, but when you just arrive in this country, everybody is like, yeah, we love everybody, come, come, eat, sleep, no problem. And they just want to show the best, and they are really proud to say we are not with this the, the bullshit government, we are like normal people, and we love everybody so mm -hmm. come on mm -hmm. the Iranian people are wonderful and their politics do not dictate how the people are these no. are yeah. two different things yeah, yeah exactly. they just don't care about it mm -hmm. I was going to ask two more questions two last questions what's the best piece of advice that another traveler has given you go to Iran no uh, best piece of advice I don't know it's it's really hard to think about it advice that other people give you yeah. there's one girl in Serbia She's kind of a traveler, Ivana. At one point, she told me, like, don't try to be cool, man. Don't try to be cool. And uh, and I was like, eh, I guess she's right. <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah. Oh, what was the sentence? Fear bring to nothing? <laughs> the, the fear won't lead you anywhere. And that was a woman <laughs> in the Hungary, and we were, like, staying in her garden, and she made us cut some branches out of trees really 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 high like with a chainsaw and and some saw but really high no protections and i was like on top of this ladder and i was like this is like really unsafe i'm really high i will hurt myself and it will like you got a spinning chainsaw yeah like just and i was like yeah i don't feel it and she was like Fear don't lead you anywhere. And she was doing nothing. Like, <laughs> and I was like so, so afraid on top of the ladder. So yeah, it's kind of a good piece of advice though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she was uh, kind of shamanic stuff, a bit weird, <laughs> but she was really cool. So yeah, don't try to be cool and fear don't lead you anywhere. When sometime it keeps you alive, but still. All right. And I guess, um, What piece of advice would you give to 20-year-old Guillaume or Pablo? What can I say? Just do it. You are never prepared for what you are going to do. And you just learn with time and you do some shitty thing, but after you know it's shit, so you never do it back. So just, I think, jump. 
and fear leads to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do your own mistakes, I guess. They like burn yourself. Make your mistakes. Yeah. yeah, it's how you learn and also like don't listen to anybody, just do what you want because if you start to listen, you will never go to Iran because there is some terrorist. Even the policemen in Iran say to us like don't go in this road because there is terrorist. But in fact, because they just don't want that we took this shitty road. So yeah oh don't take this road it's not safe why because you don't have any uh, connection for 30 kilometers and i don't need my phone why should i not take it so <laughs> just do what that happens everywhere even in cambodia i was camping in a pagoda and one lady was having an argument with my friend and i saying you can't stay here it's too dangerous you will be killed i'm telling you you will die tonight <laughs> and finally after about 30 minutes she left <laughs> and we were like It could, be it could be connected to the past of Cambodia. So mm. they have this fear that who knows what could happen. Yeah, okay. So don't sleep outside kind mm. of thing. I don't know. But it was a very, very awkward moment where like, no, no, just go away. But then you died or? No, no, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was great. But same thing. I, I lived in South Korea. I was going to China on a holiday and people said, don't go to China. <laughs> China's so dangerous. <laughs> you will die. China has police on every street corner. Like you're the safest, maybe the safest country in the world. Mm. Maybe like it's incredible. It's incredible. Like you never feel unsafe in China. Yeah. So but don't go to China. <laughs> And don't sleep outside in Cambodia, guys. That's my oh, last piece. Yeah. Too late. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'd like to end the show by thanking all the listeners out there. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Pablo and Guillaume. And if a cycling trip is something you dreamed about, but you've been impeded by any disabilities or other issues, just know that you can overcome these obstacles with some planning. And also some really good friends. Mm -hmm. Pablo, Guillaume, thank you so much for being here with Thanks. me today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for sharing your journey with us and uh, for telling us about how you overcame the barriers that got in your way. It's not every day that people cycle like this. It really isn't. Um, it's quite original. And thank you to all my listeners for following along. If you haven't yet subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you did. And by subscribing, you'll be the first to know whenever a new podcast is released. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me or leave a comment on my webpage at www.biketouradventures.com or catch me on Instagram and Facebook at Bike Tour Adventures. If you're interested in following Pablo and Guillaume's adventures, you can follow them. Where can they follow you guys? On Facebook and Instagram with Mi Pied, Mi Main. How do you write that for all those English people out there? And me further. M I. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> M I P I E D S. M I N A I N S. Right. It means half feet, half hands. Because we have a lot of imagination when we look for a name. <laughs> That's right. Half feet, half hands, but in French. All right, guys. Yeah, thank exactly. you so much and see you later. Thanks. Chris. Thanks. In our next episode, we're going to be meeting Scott Sherrick, an American photographer that quit his job and decided to go on a five year bike journey around the world. After dealing with some medical issues, Scott decided it was now or never, and he wasn't about to give up his dreams. So here he is. Thanks, and see you later.